Hello and welcome to the BS Games Podcast. Today we're covering the news of 7.15 all the way to today, which is the 22nd of July. And, and I'm back from some... Peru, you motherfucker. Oh, Jesus, Chase. <laughs> yes, Chase is back, of course. He's I'm been gone back, for, guys. what, two weeks? Yeah, and I've been getting nothing but shit, and now I'm back, and I'm going to continue to stay salty. Yeah, two weeks of being by myself, and now I'm realizing how I took it for granted. <laughs> and it was the best time of my life. And you said you missed it. <laughs> Anyways, we got a... Uh, some juicy news coming up. Switch gets an upgrade, as well as Respawn Entertainment, the, the people that make Apex Legends, have uh, found a way to troll the hackers of the game, which is pretty cool. And then we'll talk about Stadia and what exactly is Stadia, Stadia shaping up to be. Anyways, I think that's about it for the news we're going to be talking about. You can find us at BS Games Podcast. You know, send us a tweet, you know, give us your opinions. Tell us how you feel, and make sure to review us at BS Games Podcast. Well, it's time to jump right in. Let's, Let's do go. It. Starting with game releases of the last week, we have Etherborn coming out on pretty much everything, Submersed on PS4, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 on Nintendo Switch, Gorn on most VR platforms, Nightcall on pretty much everything once again, and Children of Light on iOS. On to the gaming gaming consoles and some of the changes and updates. We have a new Switch upgrade. Now, do not be confused. This is not the Switch Lite. This is just an upgrade to the console itself. The change is that you're going to get a new battery with it. It's going to go from two to six hours, the original, to four to nine hours of battery life. The cost of the console will stay the same. It'll be $300. It should be in your local retailer store by mid-August. And you will also be able to get new Joy-Con colors such as gray, neon pink, and neon green. And while this new console upgrade is nice and all, you need to realize that it will be in a different box. So make sure that if you get this new console, you get the right one. All right. Just one more thing. The enhanced switch is still in production. So no, the switch pro is not this one and it is not out until at least next year. Moving on to some other news. The Avengers game was shown at Comic-Con and uh, they actually showed a little bit of gameplay, some Thor gameplay, I believe. And it actually looks really similar to Spider-Man PS4, except it's a little bit underwhelming. So we're still going to keep an eye out for this game and see how it what comes of it. Being from the largest movie franchise in history, you would hope that it turns out to be a good game. But we'll see. Respawn Entertainment found a creative way to deal with their hackers in Apex Legends. Basically, people who use hacks and cheats such as aimbot, auto-firing, wall hacks, and other uh, in minor invisibility, they've essentially taken those people and matched make them and made them play against each other. So this is getting a taste of their own medicine. Huge matchmaking changes coming to Overwatch. Blizzard just announced that they're planning on introducing a new role queue system as well as locking down how many heroes of a specific role you can actually play on a team. This feature is coming to the matchmaking system soon, and what it means is that each team will be locked to two heroes per role, that means two tanks, two DPS, and two healers, 
And for any game where you were allowed to choose your hero, you will now have to pick your role prior to entering into matchmaking. That means if you want to play a hero that is a healer in competitive or casual, you'll need to lock in as a healer role before entering the game. And when in the game, you will be stuck in only choosing the heroes that are healers. Very interesting change, a lot of controversy behind this. We'll talk about this maybe a little bit later. But we'll see how this shapes up over the next couple weeks as it's going to be playable soon in the PTR. Another co-founder of Blizzard left earlier this week. Frank Pierce leaves Blizzard after 28 years. He was an original co-founder when Blizzard was originally Silicon and Synapse. Stadia, Google's game streaming service, did a AMA on Reddit earlier this week where the director of product and gamer experience answered user questions. He answered a lot of questions that gave more in-depth as to what Stadia actually is going to be upon launch in November. Chase and I will also be doing a bonus episode covering the whole AMA, so stay tuned for that. All right, I think it's time for us to take a little bit of a break, and then we'll come back and talk about some of these stories and give our two cents slash BS. Luckily, Chase is here now, so I can actually discuss it with someone instead of just rambling on forever. Don't worry. My opinions are going to be bullshit and inadequate and inept. (laughs) He was yelling at me earlier this week. (laughs) He deserved it. (laughs) All right, and we're back. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about the Switch. Then we're going to move on and talk about uh, Respawn Entertainment and the cheating. And then we're going to finish off with about uh, the Overwatch matchmaking changes. All right, so about the Switch, it's a little interesting that they're making an upgrade to the original console. It sounds like a good thing, right? Um, that they're increasing the battery life, but it makes me wonder how do retail stores deal with the fact that they're going to have the old consoles and they have to kind right. of get rid of the inventory for that. Well, what's interesting is that like I can see why you have to, like Nintendo has to make the Switch better because the battery life right now matches the handheld version. So they're the only reason you would want the full switch is to play on the TV. And there's so many vibration. It also has right, um, right. But if you're playing on the TV, it doesn't. um, The vibration doesn't really matter, right? Uh, It does if you use the Joy Cons. So like you can't you can't take off the Joy Cons with the new Switch Lite, and then. um yeah you it's like you lose the uh the kind of like the Wii capability right idea well even still i feel like if people are using the main switch as a handheld device it's like there's no there isn't much of a benefit to have the old switch so it might, like this is gives new incentive for people that want to have handheld games to buy the the current full switch instead of the switch light because now it will have more of a battery life. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, that's a good question of what are retailers going to do? Are they going to sell it for 200 now or 250? 
I think the only way, like it's been on sale before for two fifty, and it doesn't really make sense for it me need, as it needs someone to go lower who's like two fifty. If that's the right, case. but if it goes lower than two fifty, then what's the point of getting the Switch Lite? Because the Switch Lite will be just as powerful, or no, it'll be a little bit less powerful, but it'll be the same price. So what's the point? Actually, the the power does stay stay the same with it. It's just it loses capabilities. That. Right, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So it, if you drop the 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 current switch down to two hundred dollars, where the switch mm-hmm. light will be, then what's the point of getting a switch light? Uh, that is a good point. The only difference that I can see between them is the colors, um, because I know the switch doesn't have like multiple colors to choose from, and that might be the only. So that's the only incentive. It's a cosmetic thing. If they go down to two hundred dollars. I guess you, but you'd be choosing cosmetic over like all battery these functionality, yeah, and, and the battery life is better for the Switch Lite compared to the original. So, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh well, then uh, the, see, then what the what is the nor- the old Switch? Who's it going to be for? I guess for people that want to save a hundred bucks, but yeah, I, I guess know. it would be people for who only play on the TV. So then it's not a big deal. You might as well just pay less for the best switch technically tv experience best console experience but then even then why why, when the the new switch the switch pro comes out then it's like well that one's going to be obviously the best one for tv but the only thing that's different is battery life you don't need battery life for tv experience or unless you're talking about the switch pro i'm talking about the pro pro yeah like the next year version yeah i wonder if that's going to be something that optimizes tv stuff and or more handheld capabilities oh, i'm sure it's going to try and optimize both i think i'm, I'm sure it's just going to be i'm just trying to think like overall. what would it be like 4k capabilities i don't know if the switch does yeah 4K. i don't know if yeah if that 4k would be a thing maybe higher frame rates yeah um, that could be a thing um, higher frame rates a little bit lighter a little bit more battery life yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't actually Faster. know. <laughs> That's that would right, be great no if they really actually knows. released some more information about the Switch Pro right. instead of just saying oh, it's in production. It is a little bit weird. I I agree that it it's kind of a weird thing to now just be like, oh hey, the current Switch is being upgraded, and now like <laughs> like what now what are we gonna do? Like oh, are we dropping the price of the normal Switch down to? to 200 but now we're also making the switch light that's coming out that's going to be 200 so it's kind of like they're they're eating into their own market in a way and then one thing i'm kind of worried about i don't know how big this would be but although the box colors are different are different they are both switches so do you think there could be some immoral selling at retail stores where they're gonna be like oh yeah they're the same thing and you actually Mm. you get duped into getting the worser switch in order to to get rid of their inventory to well i mean there's gonna be a clear price difference right well let's hope yeah well i imagine nintendo's going to tell retailers that you can no longer charge 300 dollars for it because we're gonna like this new version's 300 dollars. yeah um but yeah i think it is a little bit weird that yeah it's it's essentially the same product like, I don't want to bring VR into this because it's like a totally different realm, but Oculus had their Oculus Rift, right? And then they have the Oculus Rift S, which is essentially the same thing. You can no longer get the original Oculus Rift. This is like basically old Nintendo, old Switch, right? Mm-hmm. And then they introduced the re- revamped version of the old Switch, which is, is now the, the Oculus... Price? 
It's the same price, except it's made by a different company and it has like all these weird quirk quirks. Like it's worse in ways and better in other ways. And it's like, like what's the point? Like it's it's just so weird. Yeah. It's not just like a weird because now this practice. is the same company that's doing it. No, it is the same company. Oculus owns both headsets. Oh, okay. But they just like they paid a different company to manufacture. Different Okay. Right. So it's, and it caused a lot of confusion, and people didn't like the fact that they did that. So I wonder how people are going to react to this, especially like if you said if they the boxes look really similar, and people get scammed out of getting the better switch. Right. And it may not even be the retailers for it. They might just be honestly like confused as fuck as well. <laughs> right. No, yeah. It just might be parents in, like shopping during the holidays being like, well, they look the same and this one's a little bit cheaper. I'm just going to go for this one. Yeah. And little do they know that that's like the old version of the Switch. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll keep in the loop about it when it comes out in August. Be like, right. what the fuck's going on? Right. All right. So... Let's talk about Respawn Entertainment's way of dealing with hackers. Apex so, Legends, baby. Apex Legends. You have never played this game, I'm assuming. I've never played. I've played the most I've ever played of any battle royale type of game was Fortnite on the phone for like five right. minutes. And I was like, this is terrible. Right. Um, but that's probably not the well, case for millions of other people. <laughs> right. Um. So, yeah, it's interesting. So, the, yeah, the story is that respawn was like all right we can we've detected all these hackers we've flagged their accounts and now they can only match make against each other and so you have these servers of 100 players with hacks just going at it and whoever has the best aimbot wins i guess yeah so Um, i think other companies do stuff similar i think uh respawn entertainment uses an ai program or algorithm however you want to think about it to kind of like find these people uh right i think what happens is there's like a couple of things like the game itself is watching how you're playing and so that it can detect it client side. And then there's also like a server side where other players can report you and then you're monitored. Yeah. Um, now the thing I'm curious about is although this is funny it ultimately gives the hackers a playground to test what are the best hacks in the game but like you can they'll never be able improve. to use it in the actual game unless they either make a new account um, yeah which is which is not a problem at all because it's a free game yeah so they can make infinite accounts and basically they can not first off they can test their aimbots versus other aimbots to find out what is the best one like what will guarantee a win so there's gonna be like natural selection and then yeah it's gonna be like this breeding breeding ground of hacks for the game and all they have to do is make a new account and figure out how to get the hacks past the 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 what the The ai or i don't think it's an ai but yeah the 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 get it past the software that detects cheating and they're good and now they have the the greatest aimbot ever created for apex legends oh man that okay i I can see that disadvantage now i thought it was just for the good fun and kicks just no it is it is definitely for shits and giggles but at the same time it's a breeding ground for the worst things ever 
also, I, I think they're ultimately still banning them as well. I think what happens is that they get banned, but I, maybe it takes a while to decide whether or not it's a ban. Mm. But the in the meantime, if you're deemed, if you're thought of as a hacker or a cheater, right. then they put you they 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 put you in. So maybe another disadvantage is that you may be thought of a, of as a hacker, and you may right. not be. Um, and then you're going to be in this this game, and it's going to suck when when this matchmaking occurs. But I don't right, know. or maybe you have a <clears throat> a program that you can turn off and on, so you like tur- have been turning it on very briefly in other games, and so you were flagged, and now you're like trying to wean off of your hacks, and <laughs> now you're fucked because you're in this uh, hellhole. Yeah. But the other thing too is that these matches are. The server space is provided by EA. So it's like, it's also, they're using resources to have hackers play each other. I don't know. I they think may, for shit to They probably have enough room for that stuff. Right. They probably do. But it's just like, uh, for shits and giggles, I get it. But at some point, like even banning doesn't do anything because, like I said, it's a free to play game. So you can just make a new account over and over and over again, unless they're banning IPs, which I doubt. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. I it, like you said. I think other fun. companies have done it. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. The best way to take this is lightly, and then right. That that's really all you can do because it's just yeah. just fun. Maybe it's just their their own joke, and then we'll have super right. hackers like super uh, super germs. <laughs> you know, you know about the thing like with super with uh, using antibodies or antibiotics too much, and then you get super germs. Yeah, right. Or you hackers. just you use a uh, hand sanitizer, and the the point zero zero one percent of germs that survive are now like god tier yeah. germs. <laughs> yeah, so that's probably what's gonna happen. So that'll be fun. Yeah, we'll see. Well, anyways, moving on to the last little bit of news, and we've had a discussion about this, and this this probably spurred my anger towards Chase. <laughs> it, um, it was the start, and then it ended. It was definitely stadium. the start of me being pissed off. Um, but Overwatch, Overwatch is getting a completely huge rework in a lot of ways, and I know it doesn't it, like no one cares about this unless you're active in the Overwatch community and like actively play competitive and. You're concerned about the meta and all that stuff, but but we can generalize it to make a concern for others to to right. understand how it feels. So, like, how would you describe this to others? Like, um, if you played a general game, like uh, I would like say, a- let's say for Call of Duty, right? Call of Duty. Before you enter a game, you have to select your loadout, and you cannot select another one once you are in the game. And that would be, I mean, it ultimately doesn't serve anything besides pissing people off. Right. So I think I remember when I used to play Call of Duty games, you can switch kind of like your, your, I guess, style. Yeah, your, your loadout. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, so if you're in the game and you die a bunch, you're like, well, this loadout clearly isn't working. I'm going to switch to something else. Right. Right. And then the implications for competitive. Let's talk about that. How does this affect competitivity if this became a thing? So it's a lot of people. This is what they think is that there has been this meta, which means like the strategy outside of the game to use within the game to win a game. Right. Which is kind of out there. But 
essentially the meta was that you had to use a team composition called GOATS, which is greatest of all time, and you would essentially either win the game if the other team didn't copy your loadout, or it would just be a stalemate until one team just ultimately wins. And Blizzard did not like seeing that loadout or that team composition in competitive, and this a lot of players feel like this update is directly to counter that situation in competitive play. They are so against this one composition that they're restricting... Well, what this composition entailed was that you'd have three tanks um, and three healers, right? So that means, like, no damage dealers because you would just heal your tanks infinitely and they would never die and you just kept doing damage and it ultimately became all about the ultimates and your ultimates would team wipe people, etc. Now, <clears throat> like I said, Blizzard hates this and so they've limited it so now you can only have two tanks two healers, and two DPS. You're forced to have a composition that revolves around that many of each type of hero. So I have a question about that. You said earlier that um, originally kind of like, quote-unquote, the best composition, I guess, yeah. was three tanks and three healers. Yes. So there wasn't really any counterbalances towards that? There were, some, there were some counters that you could do, but it was it was really, really difficult, especially because there was this new version of that 3-3 meta where it's called bunker meta where essentially you have the tanks that can have shields mm -hmm. and so you put these shields in front of the rest of your team and you get like a, a bastion which is not a tank but he's like the that can deal the most damage in the game mm -hmm. and so you just have all these shields the highest dps character in the game and you go to just go to town. You just you you can't bust it unless you have a really 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 skilled team. So essentially, okay. you just you could win on specific maps. Except. So you're basically saying you need less skill if you do this type of. Um, it, I don't know that it comes to less skill, but it ultimately breaks the flow of the game. Like you mm -hmm. can't, like it, it, it. You would we would watch like a competitive match between like these really high ranking teams. And the entire match would be one team running into this bunker and dying over and over and over and over and over. And over. That would be the entirety of the game on each mm -hmm. side. When they switch sides, there would be another bunker running into it, die, 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 die. Okay. And I think Blizzard just hates it, hates it. Because ultimately, <clears throat> ultimately, they've invested a lot of money in the viewership of this game and making it an eSport and having it be fun to watch. And it ultimately isn't fun to watch having these teams do the same thing over and over and over again. Mm, so they so they really are trying to get this. Uh, yeah, they're trying to mix it really up, up and they're mixing, trying yeah. to like really take control over the competitive viewing side of the game is what a lot of people are feeling. And the the one thing that I have an issue with, I guess, is like I'm fine if they want to test that out, right? They want to test out you can only have two tanks, two DPS, and two healers. But I want to be able to switch those roles while in the game. What if, as a possible solution, is they prevented the ability to use three tanks and three healers? Like that's the only thing they prevented, that type of uh, creation. And then no, no, like whether they did that or not, I still think 
I think it's fine to limit specific roles because they, in the very, very beginning of Overwatch, you could play infinite of a single character. You could have six of the same character on your team. And they stopped And they were like, what? They stopped that. Yeah, they stopped that. They were like, okay, this is ridiculous. We can't do that. So we're now limiting. You can only have one of each hero. And how did and that so work it, when when they did that? Was there a lot of controversy in that issue? Or? Oh, no, it was completely necessary. Okay. Like, there was a little bit of controversy. People like, oh, I want to... There's these really cheesy compositions I can do. Why are you screwing me over? But ultimately, it helped the game tremendously. So do now, you, what, do you, what is your thoughts on this new competitive structure or i guess casual structure as well right do you think perhaps maybe it is the right thing to do or do you think it would have been better to just limit that specific um cheese the the specific cheesy abilities that there are no i I think it's fine to add this like role to the game where you have roles i mean there was always roles but now it's like clearly defined you can only have this many of a role Mm -hmm. and this is often you know the case in a lot of other games like uh, League of Legends and other MOBAs and Overwatch is essentially an FPS MOBA in a lot of ways and I think it's okay to say okay you can only have this many of that role because then people have to get a little bit more creative but I think the problem is the combination of forcing people to select their role before the game even happens like I think that's it's it's fine in concept, but I think that in like these are two very 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 big changes that they're combining in one, mm-hmm. and I think there's so much like how are they going to monitor both of these things is is the main question for me because I feel like um, we talked about this earlier was that the role queue option where you have to uh, pick your role before entering a game was mainly to combat combat teams getting very toxic with each other because people would get into a game and then you have three people insta-locking DPS heroes that they that they like and then muting everybody, right? They don't work as a team. They insta-lock Doomfist, insta-lock Hanzo, or whatever the case may be. And then they that's it. They basically, now the rest of the team has to play around these toxic people that have picked these heroes and won't switch off or won't even communicate to the team. And so Blizzard's idea of combating this was, well, if we know they're going to pick Hanzo, Doomfist, or a a DPS hero, they can at least now select that role prior to a game so that maybe it will be less toxic for the people who who know that they won't play a DPS, right? So that we can get two DPS into the game who are maybe a little bit more toxic, they can pick their roles and it doesn't interfere with the composition of the team at the very least. The team might still be very upset and it might be a toxic envir- environment, but at least it won't be for the composition. <laughs> at least the composition of the team will be enough. Like that is a starting point to start the match and actually have a chance. So maybe this is actually the this could be the right move. I maybe Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. It just be would be interesting to maybe keep tabs on this to see how it looks like in the future. Right. Like I think it's I think it's a very big change. It's and gonna upset people, but it maybe is the right thing. Right. It might be the right thing in the long run. We don't know. And Blizzard has all the stats on what's gonna happen, so we'll yeah. figure that well, out. But I think the the main thing that I 
don't like, and this is what we had a conversation about, was that all of these changes are are also in casual mode. Okay, yeah, that is that is kind of an issue. There should be choice at least in casual mode. You know, right? Like to to have to choose a role in casual when you're not really trying to win, you're just kind of dicking around, mm-hmm. and now you can't. You you're stuck in one one role. Let's say you're healer, and you're like, well. We're doing really well, and my healer isn't doing that much. I kind of want to go on a DPS and just have some fun. Now you can't do that. It's, and ca- it's even though it's a casual game type, you can't do that. Did they character lock as well for casual? Yes, but there are there are alternate game modes. Basically, they have a a random assortment of game modes that you can choose from, uh, besides just the casual game mode where you have things like infinite heroes so you can pick as many of the same type of heroes you want but the thing is even that will probably have the role queue system so you won't even be able to have the infinite of a specific hero because you only have two of that hero so it's like i don't know it takes a lot of the the fun out of the casual side of things yeah let's wait till august to to put more on that because uh i think i agree that that would be really bad what you just said right but we might be imposing too much thought well they did they did say in their announcement they had a 20 minute video talking about this they did say that in any game mode including arcade or casual quick play you if you choose a hero you will have to go through the roll queue system Uh, okay that does but like i said they they can change things really easily if they go if like the infinite hero system, right? No no limit hero uh, arcade game, and they see okay, this is ridiculous. People are getting upset, and this this should be a fun game mode. They can change that instantly, right? It's yeah. not something they that it's set in stone. And I think if people realize that as well, then they might be more open to it. That it's not this set in stone system. Something that is probably more set in stone is the competitive side of things, but the casual side might be a little more relaxed. Yeah, let's hope as time that. goes on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think that is it for today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. You know, if you thought that anything we said was, you know, utter bullshit, which happens about, as Quinn said many, many times, 75% of the time, you can tweet us at BS Games Podcast. Give us your opinions. Give us more information. Tell us what you thought about maybe the matchmaking changes to overwatch maybe you think it's actually fair and we're just total nonsense you know just send us a tweet and then we would be really happy if you even also review us on on the podcast um we're on ca- the podcast. On the podcast. Review us on the podcast, please. I don't know. I'm having trouble. Wherever here. you're listening, if you dropped a review, that'd be really, really helpful. Like Chase was about to mention, we're a fairly small new podcast, and any little bit helps. It doesn't have to be the most positive review, but any review is a good review for us. So thanks yeah, so much for star. listening. <laughs> maybe not one star. And like Chase said, if you want to tweet us at BS Games Podcast on Twitter, We'll answer any questions. We'll argue with you if you want to talk about uh, Overwatch. I'll fight you. Uh, Chase will fight you on the Switch. We got we got fists <laughs> up in there. We're ready. Take a hit. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. See you soon.